The first of our youth preachers this morning is Aaron Banks. Aaron is an eighth grader who enjoys cooking and baking as one of his hobbies and can always, always be found in his signature hoodie. Aaron, you can come over here. today's reading. Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judah, where she entered the home of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. In a loud voice, she exclaimed, that's it for my heart, if you hear this and think there's not really much to understand, you certainly wouldn't be alone. At first, this passage might seem really straightforward and obvious. But one thing I realized during my presentations for this brief passage is how deep the meaning of each verse can go if you take a trip down the rabbit hole that is BibleHub.com. When you put all of the ideas it presents together, it turns out there are, that there are many, thing, many ways to read and look at things and even more ways to understand them. Well, let's start out easy with verse 39. Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judah. Got ready and hurried, considering that Elizabeth was carrying a miraculous child in her old age and was maybe needing some extra help. That might have been reason enough for Mary to visit. But on top of that, Mary had just been told of her own pregnancy with the Messiah. Both were certainly good reasons to celebrate and come together under the same roof to support and encourage each other through these miraculous happenings. Verse 40 says, where she entered the home of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. John's family, though John has not yet been born and started preaching, or even yet been given a name, Zechariah and Elizabeth's heir is clearly present as part of the family that Mary is going to visit. Greeted, when Mary enters the house of Zechariah, it is as Elizabeth's guest. As she enters, she is said to have offered a greeting. Throughout the New Testament, we find the traditional greetings are blessing of peace be with you and the announcement of the Lord is with you. It can be assumed that Mary's greeting was along these same lines. Verse 41 says, when Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Heard, when a person in scripture is said to hear such a greeting as those previously mentioned, it generally implies that a message has been taken in, not only by the ears, but by the heart. The one exception I found was in the context of Isaiah, 6 verses 8 through 10. I heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send? Who will go for us? And I said, here I am, send me. And he replied, go and tell the people, be ever hearing but never understanding, be ever seeing but never perceiving. Make the hearts of this people calloused, deafen their ears and close their eyes, otherwise they might see with their eyes, hear with their ears, and understand with their heart, and turn and be healed. So hearing such a greeting as peace be with you, or the Lord is with you, 
can likewise be a separate matter from whether the heart has understood it or not. And it is that understanding which determines how one will react to what they have heard. Leaped and filled. This verse specifically mentions two effects of Elizabeth's hearing of Mary's greeting. These effects show how deeply the message reached Elizabeth and how it was understood. The verse, the verse first says that John leaped within Elizabeth's womb, while later the text explains that he had jumped for joy. This same reaction appears in several other passages throughout scripture. From all those contexts, we can see that such leaps are indicative of an inner experience of amazement, excitement, and motivation. Mary's greeting has clearly spurred John to progress and movement within Elizabeth's body. John is showing readiness for his initial presentation to his people. So when Elizabeth hears Mary's greeting and John suddenly leaps inside her, it probably feels rather surprising and intense to Elizabeth compared to what she was previously experiencing with her baby swimming around inside of her belly. Still, there's the second effect that we see mentioned in this verse. Elizabeth is filled with Holy Spirit. Her pregnancy in terms of John's development has clearly hit a few, has clearly hit a new and fantastic milestone in response to Mary's greeting. And now he is so excited to meet Jesus that he is practically jumping out of her belly to greet him. In other passages throughout the New Testament, we see that those people who are filled with the Holy Spirit overflow with the wisdom and gifts of God in order to share them with others. And Elizabeth is no different. She is overflowing with something very great indeed, a miraculous child who has been prophesied from old to be the foreigner of the Messiah. And both she and the child inside of her have accepted that promise as belonging to them. Verse 42 begins, in a loud voice she exclaimed, with this sudden progress and movement of John in response to Mary's greeting, Elizabeth's time of deliverance is shown to be at hand. Certainly John will be born and much noise will accompany his birth. Loud voices of exclamation during labor are quite common apparently, but more deeply than this, Elizabeth recognizes her deliverance in the repentance and redemption that will come following John and Jesus, respectively. Being in the presence of her coming deliverer, Elizabeth shows her humility, even as Naomi's daughter in Ruth chapter 2, verse 10, on meeting her future Lord, Boaz, and receiving his protection and provision that in that moment, Ruth fell on her face bowing low to the ground and said to him, why have I found such favor in your eyes that you should take notice of me, even though I am a foreigner? Similarly, Elizabeth answers Mary's greeting with the same question amid exclamations of blessings and honor. This is offered in the recognition of Mary's status and, the, and as the mother of the Lord, uh, as the mother of their Messiah and of her help in introducing Elizabeth to her Lord.
our second preacher is Zoe Alkire, who is a freshman in high school and has enjoyed a successful swim season this fall. What comes to mind when I think of COVID is rarely anything good. At the beginning of this ongoing pandemic, I, as a student, thought of it as a break from school. The break was nice, don't get me wrong, but it also had me worried. My school kept extending the break with little to no information, and it got me and the rest of the world thinking, what is going on? If I could go back and tell myself that what we all thought would be a two-week break would turn into almost three years of death, hardship, and change, I would laugh. I would laugh right in my own face. Now, my parents are very educated and scientific people, so we took major precautions to keep our whole family safe. One of those precautions was to keep social interactions to a zero. That meant having to say goodbye to my Nana and Papa, who we were visiting right when everything first shut down. Now, that might not seem like a big deal. People say goodbye all the time, just to see them again the next day. But this goodbye was different. It was unknown. Unknown when we would see them next and what would happen within that time. I remember each day growing more and more hopeless that everything would be fine. I lacked the trust that it would be okay and always wanted full control of every situation. I have learned that if you come to the acceptance of trusting and not always being in control, hope will follow. Elizabeth had to trust when she was told she was pregnant because having a baby at such an old age is hard to understand. She was doubtful at first because she was no longer in control, but by trusting, she became hopeful. And since hope is contagious, when Mary saw and felt Elizabeth's hope, she too was hopeful for her own child. I imagine that at the time, Mary really needed hope because she was being asked to give birth to God's son. She had no control and no idea about what was to come. Elizabeth's hope was exactly what Mary needed. Join me in trying to let go. Join me in trying to trust, especially in yourself, in being okay with not always being in control. It's hard to do that sometimes, <laughs> believe me, I know. But I think if we do, that's what frees us and allows us to have hope so that we can share that hope with others. Our third preacher this morning is Jean-Pierre van der Westhuizen. He is in eighth grade and involved in all kinds of music but also is um, glad to be known as something of a class clown. Good morning. My name is John Pierre van der Westen. I'm in eighth grade at Maple Street Middle School in Kalamazoo, as she said. I enjoy math, swimming, playing music, and a lot of video games, like most middle schoolers. I was assigned this passage from the Bible about Mary, who was chosen to bear Jesus and found joy and purpose 
praising God in doing so. At first, I didn't really know how to connect with Mary. I mean, I'm not a woman, I didn't live back then, so I had a challenge, what do I talk about? Therefore, I had to go through it step by step. First, I had to think about who Mary was. She was engaged and a woman. Back then, these things would keep her back in society. Women could not be leaders, so not everyone knew her. But she was kind and hearted and loved God. And when she saw her, herself as a servant of God, she wasn't the obvious choice in our eyes, but still she had, was the one chosen by God. Now I think about who I am. I'm not someone of big importance in society, as I'm just 13, a teenager, and not the son of the president type person. Not many people know my name at school, but I do my thing. Um, however, I also try to be kind, respectful, and loving. I love my family and my friends. So thinking about that, I found the connection. Both me and Mary were not considered the most important people in our societies. We don't stand out in the crowd and we are not considered the most noticeable. And I think this is something most of us can relate to because we are not all the, the stars, the celebrities, the important people. We aren't the Ariana Grandes or the Joe Bidens as we, we as a church are the little people. However, God doesn't care what we do for a living or what society thinks of us. God doesn't care about our grades or how successful we are in our careers. These are not the things that are important to God. To God, what is important is what we are like as a person and how we treat people around us. To God, is it, import it is important that we try to be kind and loving. Therefore, we are the ones God chooses to do good. We are the ones God chooses to bear Jesus. As we, we as a church are the ones who care for others as well as ourselves. So let the important people run the world. At the end of the day, we are the ones making the biggest differences in our small ways. Thank you and amen. Our fourth preacher this morning is Sabrina Cabrera-Schramm. Sabrina is in 10th grade, and I tell you, you haven't really experienced the delight that Sabrina is until you hear her giggling in the backseat of a car for a two-hour car ride. Good morning, everyone. My name is Sabrina Cabrera-Schramm. I am a sophomore at Loy Norix High School. In catechism, I have learned so much about the Bible. It has definitely been a journey over the past year to grow as a community the with my peers and in the catechism group as well. So I was going to read the sermon, but we already did that part. So I'm just going to skip ahead. I believe that this passage is talking about the gospel, the promised one in which God will announce the second birth that Gabriel predicted. He tells an engaged virgin, Mary, that God will put his son in her. The two women meet and rejoice over their blessings. 
One morning for me in high school, when I was sitting at a table in the cafeteria at my school, I was waiting for my friends to get there. Since I get to school very early, like around 7 a.m., for some reason, I was just not feeling myself that day. All of a sudden, a random girl comes up to me at my school. She asks me if I was okay, and I respond, yeah, I'm fine. Thank you for asking, though. She looked at me for a second and told me that I will be okay and that I should keep my head up. She walked off, and I was still sitting there very confused on what just happened. After processing what she said, I felt a lot better and had hope. To this day, I still don't know who the girl was, but I am very thankful that she took time out of her day to come up and ask somebody if they were okay. It gave me a lot of hope that I will be okay and that Loy Norix is not all just a bad place. From this passage, I would like you all to think about your blessings and keep moving forward in life, even when it gets hard. Thank you. And our fifth youth preacher this morning is Susanna Lee. Susanna is an eighth grader who does digital art and also drawing and um, gouache painting. Hola, um, I'm Susanna, as my mother just said. Um, <laughs> uh, I am known as the grandma friend in my friend group. So like, I bring my crochet projects everywhere and um, I give really good hugs according to my friends. Um, so one time, because of that, I freaked out when I was having a panic attack because I was supposed to be the comforting grandma friend and I wasn't at the moment. Um, I thought it was really just the end of the world because I wasn't doing what I was supposed to be doing. But then my, fran, my, fran, my friend sat next to me and put a hand on my back. They didn't ask any questions. They didn't judge me. They just sat there and breathed with me. Afterward, they uh, hugged me and held my hand the rest of class. And I felt okay after that. In verse 55, where it states, the promise you made to our ancestors, Sarah and Abraham, and their descendants forever, we are reminded that we are blessed by God. But what is that blessing? Well, we know where our meals and shelter come from. Um, if something horrible were to happen, we have a plan. Those are obvious blessings. They're very important but I'm sure God wasn't talking about house insurance thousands of years ago. What if those aren't the blessings God was talking about? What if this blessing, these blessings, aren't your kids or grandkids? What if these blessings aren't that friend who sat with you at your lowest? What if the blessings are the bad times, when you lose someone or you lose a part of yourself? or you have a panic attack in class. What if these are the blessings when we're at our lowest, it's the really bad moments when we're tired of God testing us and then someone comes and sits with us. We can be that person 
who isn't the blessing itself, but gets to witness it, who witnesses someone hurt, hurting really, really bad, and then they grow from it. But more importantly, we should learn to acknowledge and grow from the blessings, because then we become an even better person, an even better person to sit with another.